They're in our house maybe 10 minutes, and already Mark's lecturing us on the Israeli occupation. Mark and Lauren live in Jerusalem, and people from there think it gives them the right. Mark is looking all stoic and nodding his head. If we had what you have down here in South Florida, he says, and trails off. Yep, he says, and he's nodding again. We'd have no troubles at all. You do have what we have, I tell him. All of it. Sun and palm trees, old Jews and oranges, and the worst drivers around. At this point, I say, we've probably got more Israelis than you. Debbie, my wife, she puts a hand on my arm. Her signal that I'm taking a tone or interrupting someone's story, sharing something private, or making an inappropriate joke. That's my cue, and I'm surprised, considering how much I get it, that she ever lets go of my arm. Yes, you've got it all now, Mark says. Even terrorists. I look to Lauren. She's the one my wife has the relationship with, the one who should take charge. But Lauren isn't going to give her husband any signal. She and Mark ran off to Israel 20 years ago and turned Hasidic, and neither of them will put a hand on the other in public. Not for this, not to put out a fire. Wasn't Muhammad Atta living right here before 9-11? Mark says, and now he pantomimes, pointing out houses. Goldberg, 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 Atta. How'd you miss him in this place? Other side of town, I say. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you have that we don't. Other sides of town, wrong sides of the tracks, space upon space. And now he's fingering a granite countertop in our kitchen, looking out into the living room and the dining room, staring through the kitchen windows out at the pool. All this house, he says, and one son. Can you imagine? No, Lauren says. And then she turns to us, backing him up. You should see how we live with ten. Ten kids, I say. We could get you a reality show with that here in the States. Help you get a bigger place. The hand is back pulling at my sleeve. Pictures, Debbie says. I want to see the girls. We all follow Lauren into the den for her purse. Do you believe it? Mark says. Ten girls. And the way it comes out of his mouth, it's the first time I like the guy. The first time I think about giving him a chance. Facebook and Skype brought Deb and Lauren back together. They were glued at the hip growing up. Went to school together their whole lives. Yeshiva school. All girls. Out in Queens through high school, and then riding the subway together to one called Central in Manhattan. They stayed best friends forever until I married Deb and turned her secular, and soon after that, Lauren met Mark, and they went off to the Holy Land and went from Orthodox to Ultra-Orthodox, which to me sounds like a repackaged detergent. Orthodox Ultra, now with more deep healing power. Because of that, we're supposed to call them Shoshana and Yerucham. Deb's been doing it. I'm just not saying their names. You want some water? I offer. Coke in the can? You, which of us? Mark says. You, both, 
I say. I've got whiskey. Whiskey's kosher, too, right? If it's not, I'll kosher it up real fast, he says, pretending to be easygoing. And right then, he takes off that big black hat and plops down on the couch in the den. Lauren's holding the verticals aside and looking out at the yard. Two girls from Forest Hills, she says. Whoever thought we'd be the mothers of grown-ups? Trevor's 16, Deb says. You may think he's a grown-up, and he may think he's a grown-up, but we, we are not convinced. Well, Lauren says, then whoever thought we'd have kids raised to think it's normal to have coconuts crashing out back and lizards climbing the walls. Right then is when Trev comes padding into the den, all six feet of him, plaid pajama bottoms dragging on the floor and T-shirt full of holes. He's just woken up, and you can tell he's not sure if he's still dreaming. We told him we had guests. But there's Trev, staring at this man in the black suit, a beard resting on the middle of his stomach. And Lauren. I'd met her once before, right when Deb and I got married. But ten girls and a thousand Shabbos dinners later. Well, she's a big woman in a bad dress and a giant blonde Marilyn Monroe wig. Seeing them at the door, I can't say I wasn't shocked myself. But the boy, he can't hide it on his face. Hey, he says, 